When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Because, well, it's really, really important. And we want to help. We want to help you manage your money better. We want to help you spend it better. We want to help you invest it better. We want to help you retire better. And um, we and want you to help get you louder it. and softer by the moment. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my, my uh, tie line unit. The volume keeps changing. It does. It's, been it's very up, strange. Up and down, very strange. I, I always you, am here trying to turn it down. Your technology volume, doesn't love me today. Doesn't love me. Be an unusual day is. for that to occur. But okay. Yeah, because generally I'm surrounded by technology and it knows I appreciate it. It does. Apparently Give it a big hug the message for me. Today. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Don McDonald with a technology issue. Over there is Tom Cock, who is technologically challenged. And you, I believe there's a are, term you used with me when you talk about me and well, technology. Yeah, it, it, and, so. and for those of you who aren't aware, there's a there's a little history behind the term I use for Tom. Uh, I call him a luddite. I wasn't actually a, okay. I thought it was worse than that, but I thought. It was oh, what else did I call of, you? I, I'm not even going to say it. No, so what else? Not, what have nope, I called you? Not I want to bring it up, letting it go. How many of you know what a luddite was? Do you I'm know not what a lot of was? hands there. No. No. Yeah. Uh, do you know? Educationally, cha- I'm trying to no, remember why. No, it's from the seventh, seventeenth century. Well, you're early one of the few people century. that was alive then who yeah. would know. So. Uh, in England, they were mechanizing the creation of the the weaving of fabric. They had uh, mechanized. Who else looms. knows this? Okay, go ahead. They did, yes. and the uh-huh. Luddites were were people who were opposed. They were breaking them up or something, right? They were. They went and they broke. They. they I, the, I haven't broken a thing in my life. You break technology all the time. You oh, go, I it doesn't see. work okay. anymore. Why doesn't my iPhone work? That's true. I do complain about it. But, okay. You do. Yeah. But, you all know, right. he hasn't gone to Cupertino and tried to burn the place down or anything. Yeah. So, thank yeah. goodness. But anyway, that's what the Luddites, the Luddites were against mechanization, industrialization. I'm not against that. I'm just, I don't know it. I'm not you good at it. I don't understand. I have a smart car now. Does that help? Only if you know how to work it. <laughs> Which I probably there's a lot of buttons in there. I never touched them. I'm not quite sure what that'll do. mean. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I like my smart car. I actually take my my Honda and I put it on the highway. Yeah. and hit the whatever the the adjusting cruise is called. I can't remember what they call it. Uh, and uh, and the self steering. There is no way I'm doing that while I'm on this earth. There, yeah, that's no. not going to happen. Totally do no it. Way. Totally oh. love it in oh. traffic. No. Oh, it's lovely. Because I have like, to close my eyes and start crying or something. So no. uh-uh. 855-935-TALK to talk about, well, buying a car. That's a money thing. Or sure. investing or saving for retirement, which really is the big topic today. The big topic today is your retirement plan, your retirement investments, your uh, building that future that you want to enjoy. And one of the ways we do that is through a retirement plan at work. And if you work for a school district or a medical facility of some kind, nonprofits, you 
probably or may have available to you a thing called a 403B plan, which is very much like a 401K, except for the fact that the insurance industry really latched on to 403Bs. And I also forgot that 403Bs do not have the fiduciary standard for the folks running them that you are required with a 401K. I forgot. Every time I read this, I'm like, Oh, that's I right. know they it's don't shocking, have that isn't it? Because the insurance industry, they? they because the insurance industry doesn't want it. The insurance industry lobbies against the a fiduciary rule applying to them, and they have been doing it for decades. And they are they're relentless. It 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 is shocking. I mean, this article is by a woman named Liz Weston, who we've known for many many years. Oh, Liz Weston's awesome. Yeah, she writes for NerdWallet, which I believe is now where Herb Weisbaum writes as well. And Herb will be speaking at retirement, but. Again, yeah, this is fascinating. And the other thing that comes out of and I don't want to, and you could spend more time on this because you've been on the front lines of this. You've seen actual cases where, uh, where people, where employers have changed their plan after being pressured, after being lobbied, that they had horrible 403B plans. And somebody horrible. went in and said, just give us Vanguard. We'll just use our own funds there. Um, yeah. And but, the biggest was, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico School District That's it. Okay. had just insurance options available. Oh. And a listener to my old show got his fellow employees together, fellow teachers, and they lobbied the school district and got Vanguard brought in. And you, as a 403B participant, need to be more aware than probably anyone. And we'll talk more about that a little later on in the program. 855 855- 935-TALK-855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Throughout the hour, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the problems with 403B plans at work. And so stick around for that. And we want to talk with you. We want you to tell us what's important to you. The questions you have are up for discussion at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And Wanda, thanks for waiting. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Is it the Wanda waiting Wanda? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Hi, Wanda. I've been called worse. (laughs) <laughs> um, Sorry to I hear that. Ask a couple, I, I can segue from the 403B because I did have a 403B, but now we have Fidelity 401K. Um, but that's totally unrelated to my question. What I wanted okay. to ask was my aunt, who has lived with me for the last five years, passed away a couple weeks, a month ago. And I'm now in charge of 
finding, not finding, but dispersing all those funds. And it's quite a challenge because there's not a whole lot of money anywhere, but there's a bunch of little pieces in many places. And also I've heard that there's like a final um, income tax thing you have to do. So I wonder if you have any suggestions for people near end of life making their life easier and or the people who are taking care of their money later how to do that better so you're the you're the personal representative for your aunt yes okay yeah i mean is there an easier way well depends on what the person you know who's leaving the money (laughs) yeah sure i mean first of all everything a few things. Uh, if you have qualified accounts, the aforementioned 403B, IRAs, that kind of thing, those could all have beneficiaries. That money goes directly from there to the beneficiary. So there's nothing for the personal representative to do. Then with other accounts. But now I've been told, I'm sorry, with the with the IRAs, I've been told that there is no beneficiary. They're, they can't have one. Yep. So that no. has to go through a whole no. different process. No, that's not true. Mm, no, those I have directly. a beneficiary on my yeah. IRA. Yeah, those are going to go directly from your aunt to whoever. So you're saying she didn't have any beneficiaries on her individual retirement accounts? No, I was told that she couldn't, that they don't they don't have them on these accounts. Well, I'm, I'm unfamiliar then what kind of account it would be, because if you have a retirement account of any kind, uh, whether it's an employer plan, whether it's sort of held on your own as an IRA or Roth, all of those have the opportunity to have beneficiaries. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I mean, I, I know I'm that lost. that's an absolute fact. On any IRA account, you can designate an IRA beneficiary, and that skips probate. Okay, Whoever told you that, I, I believe it's there's you. either... There's either some misinformation or misunderstanding um, because, uh, as a matter of fact, let me just look here just to make sure I'm right. I've never Uh, heard of that, and I've been doing this a long time. But um, And again, Wanda, as a personal representative, this might be a reason for you to at least go see and have an hourly consultation with an attorney of some kind who specializes in this area because I've never heard of anyone – not being able to pass along an IRA, as I say, or any retirement account directly from the decedent to the beneficiary. I've just never heard of that. Yeah, and I'm on Schwab, and, and I'm on Schwab's side because that's where I have an account. I'm looking. Yes, I I have a beneficiary. Uh, it says here, quote from Schwab: "You may designate your own IRA beneficiary." Better be me, by the way. Okay, one of them was. One of them was a bank, and then another one was something else. And it, it I don't, anyway, I, that's what I've been told when yeah, I call. You can name a spouse or a non-spouse, but the problem is the, yeah. the non-spouse beneficiary has distri- different distribution rules well, that's than a true. spousal beneficiary. But, but uh, and again, let me look at Fidelity. Right, but I was, yeah, yeah, Fidelity takes beneficiaries on their IRAs. couldn't have them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I gave you bad information there. Yeah, or, or the account is not an IRA or like because there may be a certain type of account that couldn't have one. Again, that would be unusual because what I was getting to is even for people trying to help others, even with your regular investment accounts, you can have what's called a TOD transfer on death. So the money still goes directly from that person to the person you want to leave it to. So that again avoids sort of this difficulty 
of of dividing things, working your way through it. And I do recommend that because it just simplifies things. Now, I did look online and I found that some banks and credit unions do not internally allow payable on death beneficiaries. What does that mean? Don't internally. So they they don't they won't you let to... you do it on their account. If, you, oh, if the IRA is so with the bank, you're they're gonna not going to let it you to somewhere else okay, then first. So it may have been that that's bank did not allow did not allow naming a beneficiary, but generally speaking, I believe unless the law changed this week, no, that <laughs> it's still that it's still okay. 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 And then also somebody said something about a final um, income tax thing that you have to do. Well, yes, you do need to okay. file income tax on the estate. That's You've got true. to do a final return, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for the, for the person for the, uh, the 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 decedent. How big was your aunt's estate? Okay. She didn't have that much, and she hasn't paid taxes for years because she never made more than her allowable per year. You know, I so, mean, here's the thing. So if it's a small amount, I mean, I, they're not going to care. They're not going to care. I, I and I hate telling people to go ahead and break the law, but. I wouldn't we're worry not, about that. We're not telling so, him to break the law. We're just yeah. saying, I Ignore can't. the law. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, it's yeah. just that if they, what are they going to do if they find you? They're going to say, yeah. oh, the estate needs to write us a check. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. So and I wouldn't worry about the estate, that part. What you, you can't put an estate in jail. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. You know, if she didn't, if she hasn't filed returns in years, yeah. and she's got a small estate, there's just all the tax liability is going to be on the beneficiaries or the uh, the heirs. They're well, they're the ones. But remember, there in the great state of Washington, you have to have more than two million, and federally, you have to have more than like eleven million to even be. No, I'm talking about anything that might exist on an IRA or or you know like ah, on, a, on, a, okay. on a beneficiary so, yes. for an IRA. If she's leaving but, an IRA to somebody, then yes, they're going to have to take the money out eventually and pay tax on it. Over but if the next she's had too years. little income to even file yeah. a return. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about it. Then I would. I, you're not going to need to file a return because she had too little income before she died, probably. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking right. I should file one anyway, just because they said I should. I mean, it's not going to. It's not going to hurt I you to know. file it. It's not going to hurt to file it. It's not going to okay. cost you anything. It should be really easy to file. Okay. 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 So All you right. just file Thank it. You. you file it. You file it between now and April, and uh-huh. you're done. You may even have more time than that. I don't know. I know, the, but it doesn't sound very yet. complicated. No. We wish you well. Yeah, there's not a lot to do. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's kind of a pain, but, but yeah. uh, I think you got some bad advice or confused advice because, generally speaking, it's a great idea to name beneficiaries on your IRA yeah. because it avoids probate. It's so a easy. great idea to have PODs or TODs, TODs on yeah. accounts if it's a simple, simple estate. If it's mm-hmm. me leaving it to my wife. It's better to have a TOD or POD, depending on the state you're in. Wait, 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 wait. You're leaving it to her and not to me? I put up with way more than she has. You know, the funny We're thing is... We're going to have to is, talk about this. Here's the thing. All of my accounts are joint with her. Oh, her, accounts be hard. Are, her, her accounts are not joint with me. <laughs> wait, this is the old, everything that I make is ours, everything you make is yours. That's one of those. Uh, right. Yeah, okay. it is. Uh, it's yeah, one of those. Luck. Mm, lovely. Eight five five nine three five. Talk, but she's cute. So she is. She's she's pleasant. She's yeah. fun. So yeah, there you go. It's all worth adorable. it. Adorable. Yeah. Fine. Anyway.
Um, hey, we'd love to talk with you. Give us a call. 855-935-8255. 855-935-TALK. Don McDonald here, Tom Cock there, and we're talking real money. Really. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, it's good to be here with you, and we hope that we can help you live a better life by uh, helping you deal with money. I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cox over there playing drums on his mic. <laughs> wham, wham, wham. I did, works. It, I did it with yeah. my glasses earlier. I uh, always do that. I, I turn, and I, yeah. I got my reading glasses on. Oh, I'm sorry. My wisdom glasses. You're cheaters. Yeah. My wisdom glasses. And and I tell you, I, I am the cheapest so-and-so with these because I lose them or break them all the time. So I go for the three for $15 special at Amazon. I got the same ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're dirt cheap. They work. I'm good. 855-935-8255 is a really important phone number because it allows you to call us and ask questions during our show every Saturday and then listen to it as a podcast in the next week. And now we are, uh, wow, we're going out east. We're going to South Carolina. That's a long way from you, Tom. It is. Ken, I wish I was there. To talking real money. Hello. Thank you both for all y'all have done to help me in through the years. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I had a question. I know a few years back after retirement, y'all had a special going when it was still vestry about a retirement plan evaluation. I know you offer the hour of free time, but I was thinking it might behoove me at age 50 to get a little bit better evaluation of what I've got going on. Heck, we'll give you the whole better evaluation now. We decided to just do that. Hmm. And okay. for free. You can still go to TalkingRealMoney.com, go to talking on Meet an Advisor, and we're, yep. we're going to help and what you. you'll get, it, it's not, it won't be a big printed document like we used to do with yeah. my retirement roadmap, but you will get printed information. You will get a really good idea of where you are and what you might need to do to get to where you want to be, which is essentially what we did before. And that's basically what everybody wants to know. Kind of what do I got to do yeah. to get to retirement to be, make it successful? So we just really, we, we believe that we need to make it as accessible as possible to anybody, period. No sales pitch. You know that. None. All right. Well, thank you very much. So we look forward to talking with you, Ken. Take care. Yeah, and hope you'll be back for Retire Meet 22424. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll be doing the uh, online 24 Retire Meet coming up. So. Uh, we we uh, we we hope we can help you there. Thank you so much. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five. We got a call uh, for an off the air question. Tom. Oh, okay, okay. Rick wants to know our opinion of Delaware statutory trusts. I don't like these things. What they are, for those of you not... Didn't we just do a show about not letting the tax dog wag dog, the tail or whatever, the tax, the tax tail, tail wag the dog? Wag the dog. Okay, yeah. got it. I yeah. knew what you meant. Thank you. Uh, a Delaware statutory trust is a way of selling a piece of investment property and moving it real into... Estate. The, real, real estate. Real estate. Real yeah. estate. Into this DST wrapper and avoiding taxation until you sell the DST, which is invested in different real estate properties. It's kind of like buying, kind of like buying a fund of real estate properties, but there are some huge differences. You know, and I'm not sure I know all the differences. I but, do. I mean, it, okay, then please. 
I mean, because uh, I don't know them all. Upfront well, commissions okay, cost, as high yes. as 10%. Yeah. Ongoing fees, 3 4%, 5% per year. There go your tax benefits because remember, you're not paying tax on 100% of the money you take out of an investment property. You're paying tax on the gain. Long-term and it's a gain, capital yeah. gain, and it's a long-term capital gain, which ta is taxed at a lower rate. So let's say your rate is 15%. Well, you could pay the 15% and be done and have money you can invest anywhere, or you could put it in a DST in properties. You're not going to know how good they are. You could pay somebody 10% to get into it and then pay them 3 or 4% a year after Two years, you're worse off than if you just paid the capital gain. And how is the liquidity on those? Terrible. That, I mean, that's part I don't really know. Because they're small portfolios. So you don't have liquidity. They are private portfolios, basically. And they are relatively illiquid. Yeah, I mean, this is somewhat similar to me to the exchanges, right? 1031 exchange, you know, like just kicking the can down the road for me. Either bite the bullet, pay the tax, get on with your life, or say, you know, I'm going to just keep pushing this rock this way and hope that uh, eventually my tax rates are... I don't know what you're hoping for, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah, and when it comes to capital gains taxes, uh, it's not going to be that big a difference waiting. Even if you are in a lower bracket, uh, it's they're already lower rates. So I'm just not a big fan of all those ad added potential costs. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And before we move on, just another thing on um, another point on DSTs, Delaware Statutory Trust. Again, these are a way to create a 1031 exchange into a different portfolio of properties rather than identifying your own property when you uh, when you buy or you sell a property and you buy another to avoid the capital gain. Uh, another thing about them, I talked about the fees. Now, the honest DST brokers will tell you the fees. They will tell you there is a commission. They will tell you there is an annual fee. However, because these things are lightly regulated, they don't always tell the truth. You will hear a lot of times from a DST seller, oh, there are no fa fees. Well, then how are you paid? Oh, the company pays us. Well, then what has happened is the company has marked up the value of the properties to pay a, a fee to make them look more valuable in the portfolio. And they're going to be taking something out of the internal revenue being generated somehow. But there is no such thing as a no cost investment doesn't they don't exist yeah that's they not true by the way fidelity's got some no cost investments zero again, funds there there has to be some cost they're making money on trading they're making they're money making on it, but you something. can buy the fund for nothing and there's no operating expense so right right know. right but i'm just saying that there is that that there somebody's making a, a little money somewhere on something because okay. giving stuff away is not a very good business plan not long term not long term. I can remember some of those dot coms that were doing that 25 years ago. Didn't work out well either. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. And Don, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Well, thank, oh, thank you, guys. Um, this is really a simple question, and I have to apologize going in because I don't have all my material with me. But um, 
I'm in my 80s. My husband is as well. And we, of course, um, have to satisfy the RMD from our IRAs annually. Mm-hmm. This year, um, it's going to be a sizable amount between the two of them. And my question is, because our IRAs hold, I know, three uh, Vanguard funds, and they're they're pretty um, steady in that. Is it better for me to take the funds now when, for example, one of the funds is trading quite high and I can sell less shares to satisfy the RMD or and put that money into my um, uh, savings account with a uh, BECU, which is a credit union, and get some interest that way, or is it better for me to leave the money in there until I absolutely need it because I'm reinvesting the dividends for those funds? And so you do not need the money from these RMDs to live on. That's what I'm taking from this, correct? Uh, Well, we probably will as, as property taxes and things come up later on in the year, but I have to take it out anyway, so I can, you know, I just don't well, know about the timing of it. Well, here's the timing. That's the problem. We're talking about market timing. Yeah. What, here's they, the timing. The ultimate though. question yeah. is you you want to know the right time to sell it. Right. I and well, I want to know if I'm going to benefit by leaving it there as long as I can. Well, with the reinvestment. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, uh, maybe. maybe. But let depends. me let me finish that. So for our clients, just so you okay. know, if you don't need the money, mm-hmm. we wait because the market does have a natural you know, upward motion to it. But is that a guarantee? Right. Absolutely not, because you may get to get December and say, well, that was a bad decision because I should have sold it in January when markets were higher. Exactly. So we do not know that. Um, so here's to fix that. Here's an idea. Why not do some now? And then because you already said you might need some for property taxes anyway, then do some in right. like June. And then if you really wanted to be kind of a dollar cost averager out do the remaining whatever you had in December. You don't have to do it all in one time. No rule says that. So that that way yeah, you sort no, of get a mix that. of prices. That would be my take yeah, because, you know. I've done that in the past. Yeah, but I, that's, and I'm not sure what the interest rate is on the savings account. And very low at BECU. Because I'm a BECU. I would not use BECU for oh. my savings account. No, I would have a high-yield savings account um, because they're just not oh, okay. paying much in interest. I love them. I think they're a great organization in some ways. That's not one of the ways. So um, I would open another one if I was going to be holding cash for any period of time. Okay. Um, And where would I find such a beast? Oh, Oh, a high-yield savings account? Yeah. Yeah, hang on. I'll find you one right now. Let's see. They're paying on their... Oh, wait. What? 6.17? Not at BECU, they're not. Uh Uh-huh. Hold on. Don't go away. I want to check this out because I just punched it in and it says 6.17. Oh, on the first $500. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. 
that's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. We'd love to talk with you at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Um, so funny. I went to the BECU page yeah, before the break to, to look Don. at their savings yes. rates because mm-hmm. yep. Don wanted a savings rate. So mm-hmm. I went and looked, and the first thing you see is, APY. Which is weird because I'm a client and I don't think I've ever been paid that kind of money there. So, Well, you have to read the fine print. Ah, Very sneaky, BECU. The the, uh, rate on the first $500 in savings is 6%. The rate on the rest of it, everything over and above that, is one half of 1%. Oh, wow. That is, you know, for a credit union. Yeah, that's That's pretty sneaky. mm, Although, remember, Bank of America and Chase are still paying 0.1. Yeah, so forget it. Okay, so you want to know, did you find her a nice bank? Yeah, I did. I did. If you go to bankrate.com and click on their high-yield savings, uh, right now there's a bank called Brio. It's an online-only bank. They only do savings accounts and CDs. That's all they do. You can transfer it in from a checking account and then transfer it back within a few days. It's not instant, but it's within it's a few quick. days. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're paying 5.35%. How do you spell it again? B-R-I-O. B-R-I-O, Don. Okay. Never heard of it. It sounds like it doesn't matter. Uh, it 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 literally it's it's FDIC insured. Yeah, it, it doesn't it just, matter. It's literally in today's it, world, it could yeah. it could be some guy sitting yeah, in his basement be. with doesn't a computer. Matter. Doesn't they? It doesn't matter. They go they go out of business. FDIC comes in and covers you. Yeah. Don't put more than two fifty okay, there. Right. So. Two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. Oh, and then go to BECU and give them five hundred. I guess. And yeah, yeah. If you get BECU five hundred, you get a nice rate. But really, all right, really. guys. Thank you Thanks, so much. I appreciate the help. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. You know, Don. Thank you for calling. You know, I have a work wife named Don, and then a home wife named Don. It's kind of a weird thing in my life. When, spelled so differently. Thank you for your call. It's spelled differently, but thank goodness. Anyway, that would so, be kind of weird. You thank you for your call, Don. Oh, by the way, before we get off the RMD thing, I have another. I have another caller. But I know, ahead. real quick, it's been funny okay. to read in the media how people are complaining that their RMDs are going to be so big in twenty twenty four. Because the market went up. Yeah. Wait, again. They're com- you made money and you're complaining? They're com- there's been a lot of complaints like, my RMD is going to be huge and because RMDs are determined by your balance of 12, 31, 23. Okay, so here's, they're complaining. Here's, Sorry. here's your choice. Yeah. Your account value could go up a lot more than your RMD or... You have a lower RMD. Which one would you choose? Wow, I got to think that through. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that a couple of shows and I'll get back to you. We're so illogical. All right, we've got another call. Came in eight five five nine three five talk. Still have time for yours too, by the way. And Mark, welcome to the show. You want more money or less money, right. Mark? Which is going to be? 
<laughs> more money or less money? Yeah, yeah which one? Like- which one do you sign up for? Uh, more money, absolutely. Okay, all right, good. Well, there's See, one I'm, vote right I'm a there. No good job. Kind of guy. Okay, I'm just Don say no says to no. So, okay, yeah. What's up, Mark? Hey, I I just wanted to run something by you on uh, buying a a home in retirement. Um, I'm in Connecticut, and I'm in a small condo. I'm single. I'm 66. Uh, I've got kids, but they're all launched. Um, and I want to go to Florida. I'm retiring in March, and I've. I've got a lot of money, but I, I've got 1.6 million in retirement. 1.4 is pre-tax, and I got 200 in Roth. And this small condo I'm in, it's about 180 thousand, and I owe 70 on it. So I got about 100 thousand in equity. I've been looking at homes in Florida. Man, they're like 500 grand for anything decent down there. Wait, um, you want to move from Connecticut so, to Florida? Does anybody else do that? That seems like a very anomalous thing. Well, actually, there was Everyone a recent study that. done. No, the most U-Haul trucks okay. leaving from yeah. any state are leaving from Florida. I'm so, just kidding you, Mark. I'm just. Well, yeah, so what's your question? Uh, prices are high. Well, I'm going. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, the prices are high down there. Um, but my 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 thought is, I'm going to go down there in March just vacation for uh, for four weeks with some friends. But you know, I'm thinking maybe later this year, or next year, you know, going down there, maybe renting for a year. But to fund this thing, I don't have a pension, so I'm going to basically live off the 1.4 million pre-tax and just keep it under the Irma limit, you know, of like a hundred thousand a year. Yep. Up until I'm 70, and then take uh, Social Security, which is a huge number at 70. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 4,600 a month. Love it. Um, but the, but but to fund this house, what I was thinking is. Um, I've got a hundred. Also, have a hundred and thirty in a brokerage account uh, it, to fund fund the five hundred thousand. I'd take a hundred thousand from the condo sell. I'd take uh, about a hundred thousand from the brokerage, and then I would I would drain that Roth account, the two hundred thousand. I know a lot of times they say you know the Roth account's the last account you take in retirement, but you know it's tax free money, and it would you know I could fund the house with it. Or the other option would be could, could I even get a mortgage if I'm retired? Yeah, that's tougher, but yeah, okay, first of all, I want to correct your math a little bit on the sale of your condominium. Remember, it's not just what the equity is minus what you owe, because there's this thing called sales tax or or estate, whatever tax they have in Connecticut, and the cost of the sale. you got to pay somebody to sell it. So it's going to be less than that hundred, likely. So that's a number to recalculate. Now, I have a very important question for you. Have you identified the area in Florida where you might want to live yeah i i have friends that live in st petersburg and it's so you're talking about the tampa area tampa area but specifically st petersburg st pete and i have some friends down there and why are you so anxious to own a place what's up with that yeah that's my i'm not really i mean i i'm i'm kind of kicking it around you know i like i'm going in march so maybe i'll get a better feel in march what's available i love the rent thing but get a feel for whether or not you like it yeah, I love the rent yeah, thing, maybe even past that. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it. we've done a lot of stories recently about how it's <laughs> better financially because to rent right than now, to buy. Because right now, I can tell yeah. you, I can tell you that you could, you very likely could make more on that money than you're going to pay in rent. Uh, buying homes at the, and they are strat, they are in, in the stratosphere right now. And the other thing with buying a home in Florida, particularly that close to the water, 
is the insurance. homeowner's insurance. Oh, I was going to say it's going to end because the water's rising and you're going to no the go insurance away. the insurance coastal is ridiculous. I and I think there's no reason yeah, to make to... any decision right now about any of this. I think you go down there, you live a year, decide what what my lifestyle wants to look like, then you could make a decision. Um, and I don't know that I'm a huge fan of taking all your after-tax money and rolling that into a house nope. because you're just getting rid of your liquidity then, especially your tax-free liquidity. So, Yeah, but I, I have the 1.4 pre-tax, and I have no pension, so I, and I'm going to hit RMDs at 73, so just start getting it out of there. Well, it depends, though. I, you know, really, well, the, the, your, your Roth, I, I'm back to the I wouldn't touch a Roth. Until until you're, yeah. you've depleted everything else, because that just continues to grow tax free. Um, so I, I wouldn't mess with okay. that. And and I would really I'm with Tom. I, I mean, again, I'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of renting, particularly in retirement. Because okay. yeah, these I'm days for, I'm all for renting if it makes yeah. if it works. Yeah. These days, uh, renting is just a, a bit cheaper than buying. On a monthly basis, almost everywhere in the country, particularly in the high-cost home areas, which are Florida, California, New York. And then if it turns out that my prediction about the rising waters, turn, then you just give them the keys and go back to Connecticut. It's easy then, too. have to watch your house float away. But no, I, I think renting is a great idea. Then let's look at it from there. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And uh, welcome back to the program. I'm Don. Tom's over there. We started the show talking about the 403B, the disadvantages that many of these have. The fact that employers providing 401Ks, 401Ks are held to a fiduciary standard. Fiduciary rules do not apply to public school 403B plans, which is an outrage. But if you're in one, what the heck do you do? Right. We talked a little bit about the fact that sometimes you're going to have to become a lobbyist and go to the people that run the plan and say, look, you got your insurance, buddies. That's fine. You can keep playing golf, keep offering those things, but at least give us Vanguard or some other low cost alternative. That's one. You could Mm -hmm. save into an IRA or a Roth IRA on your own. Right. Um, And I think some of these plans, Don, offer a target date fund and you could use that. But here's another idea. I love this. We love this website. We've talked about it before. 403B wise. You go look at the plan to see if you're if if you should be using it or not, because I think they use a color coded system of some kind like green, yellow, red, et cetera. So you can go look at 403B wise to see how your plan rates and whether or not you should be using it. But don't get taken advantage of. I mean, this is this is honestly this is a scam. I mean, it's outrageous that this well, continued for it, all the time. Is it, it a has. scam? Is it a scam? It's it's disingenuous and it's it, not good for you. And by the way, it's four hundred three bwise dot org. Pardon Do not me, go to dot com. I don't know. What, I hope you're not dot getting com bad there. is okay. not good. It okay, is not good. Sakes, don't go me. there. Please. Four hundred three is that you know that's why when I get a website yeah. I try to get the dot org and dot com because you know, you know somebody what can have do. your name yeah. and, mm. but for you they are so awesome you just pick your state and uh, for example I'm going to pick my state Florida and then Osceola County and I just am curious to see what our oh see our school district ranks a C. Because I did, yeah, they don't have much good stuff. They have Vanguard and Fidelity, thank goodness. 
but they have a bunch of bad stuff. So they're a C because they have so much bad stuff, but the smarter employees can invest in index funds through Vanguard and Fidelity. Pay attention. Um, another reason to pay attention is that coming up in just a few weeks, we're going to be doing the 10th annual retire meet. Don McDonald will be in town right here in beautiful Bellevue to be talking about uh, investing for retirement. I'm going to talk about retirement income. We've got our top planner who's going to be there, Jason, talking about planning. Kevin Peterson about <laughs> Medicare. Tina Hall about where to live. Paul Merriman showing up again. The irrepressible Paul Merriman to talk about how much is enough. This is just some of the stuff. We've got a great speaker from Dimensional Funds. And right now, right now, if you sign up today, you get not only early bird ticket pricing, which is lower than what you're going to pay in a few weeks. You also get the handsome and readily usable Talking Real uh, talking real Money mug. And you can use it at the show. We hand it to you as you're walking in the door. If you don't sign up now, you don't get the mug. It's just that oh, simple. You're going to be drinking coffee from a paper cup. Oh going to be deplorable. You better sign so, up at retiremeat.com. Easy. You know, I just looked at the next door county, which is Polk County in Florida. <laughs> yes. Okay. And uh, they they don't, uh, they have like Voya and Waddell and Reed and Equitable and just terrible. Ameriprise. Oh just my drives God. me crazy on this stuff. Really does. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to our little program. We, we are glad you're there. If you want to hear more, remember, we do a podcast almost every day. We don't do them on weekends, but you can check those out on your favorite podcast service. Just look for Talking Real Money, or you can listen to all of them all the time, like 1,200 and some odd are up there, at TalkingRealMoney.com. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. I think I need a nap.